Hey, welcome to A God and His Word podcast with Itoha. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at A God and His Word and do well by hanging around, guys. Cheers. If you're new here, welcome, newbie. And if you're not, what's up, oldie? Now let's get to the depth of the matter today. Hi, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever your time says today, you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I am going to just speak to the body of Christ, especially those who are in service to God. This is a message of encouragement and a message of strengthening that it's okay to be tired, but we should not forget our focus is service to God. Of course, your service to God is a reflection of your relationship with Him. It's a waste of time to serve God that you do not know. That's already religiosity. That's what it was like for the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, you know, the old-time Christianity we were used to growing up compared to now that we now know that it's a relationship, not religion. So your service to God is important because apart from it being your assignment, being your purpose, there are lives that are waiting for you to move. And today's message says, I am tired, but... I'm going to talk about the bots here. I'm going to be going to the scriptures. According to John chapter 4 verse um, 6, we know the story of Jesus when he spoke with the Samaritan woman. And something struck me while I was looking at this particular verse of the Bible. It says, I'm going to start from um, verse 4. Now, Jesus had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sika, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. I'm going back to say, this is John 4, verse 6 specifically. It says, Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey. That's what I'm going to be laying emphasis on. Jesus was tired, and yet this was the same place that he he spoke to the the Samaritan woman. Jesus was tired. He had to go from... Um, Judea to Galilee and on his way to Galilee he had to go through Samaria. I really don't know what the landmark was how the distance was from Judea to Galilee and you know passing through Samaria but um, let's just assume that it was quite a long distance because the Bible says specifically that Jesus was tired from the journey yet he spoke to the Samaritan woman. What am I coming to say today? I know you and I were not Jesus but Philippians 2 verse 5 calls us to have the same mind as Christ. Another version says you should have the same attitude as Christ does. Hebrews 12 2 says we should look up to him. That's Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. In our journey through life and our faith walk, Jesus is the role model. It is Jesus we look to. Not pastors, not believers who got here before us, not every other person, but Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. This message is for everyone, including myself. That, yeah... It's possible you're, you're, let's assume, for example, you were at church this morning, probably today was a Sunday and you were at church, you had served and you know, did everything, worked with God and all of that, and then on your way home, you're so exhausted, you probably have encountered traffic and all, and then you encountered someone and you say, well, God understands I'm tired, I cannot help or I cannot talk about God right now, I just want to go and sleep because the Bible says that his name, you know, he understands the feeling of our infirmities. We even give scriptures to back up these excuses in quotes. 
Jesus did not say at that instance, when he spoke with this woman, the Samaritan woman, Jesus didn't say, oh, God understands. As you can see, I've just stretched from, you know, here to there, and I'm really tired. I just want to drink water and just rest. I have no business talking about anything to this woman. Okay, what did he just do? He used that opportunity to tell of, this, of the father's business. He didn't say, after all, I'm just coming from, um, you know, serving God. I'm just coming from baptizing people. I'm just coming from healing the sick and raising the dead. Every encounter with the next person was an opportunity to bring forth the kingdom on earth. That was Jesus' mindset. Whatever chance and opportunity we get, it should be for active service to God. When when we live lives that are completely committed and dedicated to service, even in times of weaknesses, you don't even see yourself. You see the power at work in you. Let's have a life that is fully committed, dedicated and surrendered unto God. In Romans 14 verse 8, the Bible says, If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. This should be our mantra as Christians, as believers, that to live is Christ and to die is gain. Whatever I do, whether eating or drinking, speaking, walking, all of my actions, that God gets the glory. You see something, in that same John chapter 4 verse 1 to verse 3, it says the Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. What does that say? The disciples were the ones who were, were the ones baptizing. They were doing the work, but the Pharisees did not see, did not hear that it was the disciples that were baptizing. Rather, they heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. You and I are servants of the Lord. In as much as we are the children of God, we are also His servants. You have been redeemed and saved to also go back and draw men unto Himself. As a child of God, you are a servant of God. We're not just saved to fold our hands and say, Heaven, here I come. There is, a, there is a calling on your life. That calling is to bring others to himself. These disciples were busy baptizing, but Jesus got the glory. People did not see them. They saw Jesus instead. This should, ha- this should be how we live our lives. That God is getting the glory. Even when I can't do anything, God gets the glory. The beautiful thing is the fact that Zechariah 4 verse 6 says something. It said, but not by power, nor by mind, but by the Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. This is exactly what made Jesus speak to the Samaritan woman. Because we saw now that the Samaritan woman at the end of the day, after that encounter with Jesus Christ, she went and brought more people to believe. In verse 42 of that same John, they said, we no longer believe just because of what you have said to us. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. It took that Samaritan woman to encounter Jesus. It took Jesus to look beyond his weaknesses, his tiredness and minister to this woman for others to come to the kingdom. If we know that it's not by power nor by mind, those times that you're tired, you're like, you know what, I'm just, I can't, I can't do anything right now. I'm supposed to take a, maybe I'm supposed to lead the prayer right now, but I'm so exhausted from work and all of these things. If we look beyond the tiredness and look into ourselves, the Bible says, he that believeth in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. When you have this consciousness that it is not you, the Bible says that it is the spirit that works in us to will and to obey. It is not me, it is not you that is working. It is him. I understand that we are not supposed to overwork ourselves. There have been cases of ministers of God who have died from tiredness, who have died from lack of rest and adequate, you know, taking care of their bodies. I know this is not what I'm saying. Of course, it's important to do that. But let's have a life that is totally dependent on the Holy Spirit's ability to help us. The Bible says that we can do all things through Him because it gives us the strength to. There is a time to rest. There is a time to walk. And the opportunity for you to be of service. Don't give excuses of, I'm tired. God understands. Jesus knew 
that it is not by power. Jesus knew that in the flesh he was tired, but he was so conscious of the power of the Holy Spirit within him to renew and strengthen him. That's exactly what happened. He was so focused on purpose. When, when, when you have a, a goal in mind, let's assume you have a mindset, you have a plan to save a million dollars over the next one here. Believe me, every of your actions regarding your finances will be directed towards that end goal. When you know that you're calling, when you know what God is expecting of you, when you know what God has placed on you, when you know your service, your purpose, your assignment, you are able to steer your life in that direction and allow God to take you there. That God revealed your assignment to you doesn't mean that you can figure it out on your own. You still need the Spirit of God for direction, for guidance. Direction is this is where to go. Guidance is this is how to go there. The Bible says that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path the direction and all we need to get to that place is by the holy spirit so it's not by our own strength so there is enough of the excuses of oh i just i am i am you know i am i close late from work or this and that or you have a chance to be of financial blessings to someone and you say oh i have to pay my house rent of course you have to pay your house rent i'm not even despising that fact but you can't tell me that you don't have even if it's in in, in naira a cobble a dollar to spare to someone when you are kingdom minded, you are not thinking about yourself at this point because you know that the Lord will take care of his own. I have this particular friend that always is this person is such a generous giver and he said, Oh, I hope someday somebody will come to me and say, Oh, I need a house and I'll move out of my house. He was not trying to be prideful, but it was just something we laughed about because he's so hell bent on knowing that he will be fine. But the other but the other person needs to, to be helped. If I have the chance to help this person, I will go to that extent to do that. In John 14, verse 31 to 34, something profound happened. When Jesus' disciples came back to him, I'm going to read from the scriptures. It says, meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something, verse 32. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. 33 says, then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? Jesus responded, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. His food here was God's will. His food here was serving God. His food here was speaking to the Samarit, Samaritan woman. Now, if you read in the in the in the, in the early the early verses of John chapter four, you find that his disciples actually went to buy food, while he was tired and waiting for that food, while he was tired and he could have just said, "Let me just sleep until they get here." He still served God, and when they returned, he was not even focused on eating the food any longer. He said. They were like, okay, Rabbi, the, Rabbi, the food is here. Eat something, according to verse 32, verse 31. He said, I have food that you know nothing about. We can hear from the from that from that scripture. We can feel the voice that Jesus was already. It was it was joyful. Because when you serve God, there is a joy from it. Service unto God renews you. The Bible says, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. When you are renewed, you are joyed. When you are renewed, you are refilled. When you are renewed, you are refueled. When you are renewed, you are you are refreshed. His food was God's will. That was to speak to the Samaritan woman who later went to draw people to himself. No wonder. Matthew 4 verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Not only the word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, but also the word that you yourself as a child of God carries in you that will proceed out of your mouth to somebody else who needs to hear that word. Jesus did not hold back the word of God from this woman. He did not hold back telling about the kingdom. He did not hold back ministering unto this woman because he was exhausted. He still served. I know you are tired, but you have to remember that the time is short. The harvest is ripe. Laborers are few. And I am always grateful because I know that <laughs> this is not just to people out there, but to myself as well. 
We need to rise up from making excuses to serve God. And when you're tired, call to God for help. The Bible says that His grace is sufficient. The Bible says it is Him that gives us strength. We can do all things through Him that strengthens us. When you mind, when you have the understanding that it's no longer you. I remember a particular time in my life where I, I had this schedule that it was really tight. I had a prayer group that we met every every night, literally almost every night and every you know, in a week. And then I have to be at work, you know. I would be so exhausted, but one way or the other, there was just this thing that I have to be there. I have to serve. People are going to, even sometimes you have lesser people showing up to pray, but I did not stop because it was just at that point when you do something consistently, your spirit is being attached to that thing and you begin to find out that it do, you do it effortlessly at that point. Yes, there were times that you're supposed to rest. There were also moments that I knew that I have help. The Holy Spirit empowered me to be able to show up and then people will ask me, ah, how do you do it? Really, it's not me. I know grace. When we learn to lean on grace, we see the difference. Grace is all we need. So Jesus actually, it, it just it blew my mind of like, we know many times over and over again, we read the scripture and it just, we just get blessed by it. But look at what it says in John 4 verse, verse 6. Jesus was tired. I love how the Bible gives us details. He was tired, but yet it took verse 7 up until verse 26. Literally, you can imagine how, how long the conversation went between that woman and that woman's life was changed forever and she went back and changed the lives of others. There is somebody that you probably should encounter and you would be the life-changing force to that person, but you did not because you were tired. In the moment of your tiredness and your weaknesses, ask God for strength. His grace is sufficient for every one of us. That's the God we serve. God will not call you to an, to an assignment. God will not call you to himself and leave you to figure it out or leave you to do it in your strength. When we do things in our strength, that's where we tend to do things. You know, we are tired and we are weary. But when you go back for it to be refreshed, to be renewed, it gives us strength for the journey and we can push on. So today I'm encouraging you. I'm not saying you shouldn't find time to rest. But you, you know, what, the person I'm speaking to, those who understand, will know what I'm talking about because the Holy Spirit will come, would, would minister this to you. It would, ex, it would let you understand. It would open your eyes to know what I'm saying here. In as much as we are supposed to rest, we're supposed to you know, take care of our bodies and know when to call, cut it. We shouldn't get so complacent and say, yeah, God understands. God understands, but people need you. Nations are waiting for you to move. I pray God helps us to, to, to walk according to his pattern, to have a life of full consciousness that we are living for him. Don't just be a regular believer out there. Be the one who says, God, here I am, send me. I will serve. I will go. I will be the one to raise my voice. I will be the one to make a change. I will be the one to allow your will to be established in my family, in my nation, in the world in general. I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord will renew every one of us, renew our strength as the eagles. The Lord will give us a new mindset with zeal for his, for, his, for, his, for his house. We desire to please him. And as we operate closest with the Holy Spirit, whatever his weaknesses to us becomes strength. That in the moment when we, when we come to the end of ourselves, we receive a supernatural grace to push on. That we will be among those who will labor for the Lord in the time of ripe harvest. And souls will be drawn to his name. That the Lord will be lifted up through our lives and men will come to the kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name I've prayed. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. And remember, you may be tired, but serve. The grace is available for you. God bless you. And thank you. Thank you so much for sticking with me today. See you on my next episode. Bye.